Welcome to The Movement with your host, Shannon D. Hughes. In your life, do you celebrate the downfalls along with the peaks? You should. These define you as the person you are and help you learn your way to personal success. Now, here is the host of The Movement, Shannon D. Hughes. The Movement is where we share the ups and downs, the pitfalls, the victories and we share what is to come. Our stories connect that of the human spirit. Our guests always share what they've been going through and the roadblocks they've overcome to live a more successful life that they are living today. July 10th, Wednesday, I am Shannon Hughes and you are now part of the movement. We got 175 days left in 2019 and if you haven't started it, you will start it after this fantastic interview with my fantastic guest, who I'll bring in shortly. I will give you the toll-free number if you have any questions or comments, 866-472-5795. That is toll-free, 866-472-5795. International, I know you're out there, 001-480-398-1405. That's 001-480-398-1405. If you don't want to talk and you just want to send us a message, you can email the show, Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. And as usual, the show can be heard every live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific here on Voice America's Influencers Channel. And all replays can be reheard on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes as well. Uh, 2017, I got to run into my guest. We had not met. I saw her speak for a few minutes and I saw her kind of walk around and I said, I have to meet that woman. But I, you know, circumstances, I was not able to meet her, but I got to meet her. A, a, it was just last month in beautiful San Diego and we hit it off very quickly. I'm sure she'll agree with that when I bring her in, in a second, but she has so much more to her that I, she is definitely part of this show and what the show is about. She is among the world's top female speakers and business coaches focusing on personal and corporate growth for entrepreneurs and corporate executives. As a successful businesswoman, she has run multiple businesses, consulted and coached thousands of corporate executives and entrepreneurs. She has delivered executive level training in sales based on her unique sales method. She has worked closely with leaders like Tony Robbins, Chet Holmes, Sally Hogshead, and many more. Her corporate clients have included CoreLogic, Visa, Wells Fargo, and Morgan State University, YMCA, Next Generation, and Mighty Auto Pro. She is no stranger to the media. She has been featured on CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, CNN. I want to be like this woman when I grow up and has been asked to appear on the programs to talk on a broad range of subjects. She has also hosted a radio show and is an author and is a speaker. As I said a minute ago, when I grow up, I want to be just like this woman. I'm going to bring her in right now. Renee Kamstra, welcome to the movement. How are you? Oh, thank you so much. I feel totally humbled with whatever you said right now, um, Shannon, but I am so good and I'm excited to talk to you and your audience. Well, I appreciate it. you having, uh, having, having you on. And I, like as I said in the introduction, you and I, you had just, I remember you just walked right up to me and we just, I think we chatted about 10 or 15 minutes and we just hit it off very well. And you were very instrumental with me uh, that weekend. And I'm actually going to bring that up later in the show. But uh, I have to get all in your business. So we're going to go back a little bit, if you don't mind, Renee. What we do here on the movement, I like to take people back to the humble beginning. So I would like for you to talk to the audience about where you were born and your childhood and your family life. So if you could take us back to the beginning, please. Oh, absolutely. 
So I am Dutch by origin, but I grew up in South Africa. And so um, I had a great childhood, especially my dad has been extremely instrumental in my childhood. And so if you don't mind, may I tell you a few stories about how my dad actually played a tremendously instrumental role or, or part in what I did in business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Okay. So um, I'm going to tell you two stories. When I was about six years old, um, my dad actually sent me off to an auction. Now, this sounds really crazy, but my mm-hmm. dad had a piano business, and what he did is he would buy pianos at auctions, and then he would really polish them up, make them better, and resell them. And so what he did was he sent me to the auction with one of his drivers. And what I did not know was that he actually told the auctioneer exactly what he was willing to pay for four pianos that were there. Mm. And he gave me a blank check so that I could buy pianos so he could sell them. So I went to the auction and obviously felt like this big girl putting up my hand every time when I wanted to buy a piano, right? Uh What I did not know, like I said, was that he told exactly what the price was that he was willing to pay. And he also told the auctioneer to pretend he was not seeing me if I went over the price. (laughs) So at the end of that auction... I bought three pianos and, you know, I'm, I'm like this young girl. So I had to write and fill in this check. And I mean, with big letters, because you can imagine I'm, I'm like first or second grade in South Africa. It works a little bit, um, you know, different in the school system. And so I paid for this, these pianos, took them back. And two weeks later, all three of these pianos were sold. So Mm. what I learned from that experience was that you can buy things at a good price or cheap and you can sell them expensive. And I learned that I was an amazing business person. So imagine, I mean, I'm this little girl, right? And that's the lesson I got that I can do business and I am really great at it. So in another, uh, in another time of my life, just a few years later, my dad actually was invited to go and sit with five CEOs of different banks and, um, you know, money societies. And what happened is, you know, he took me along on all these business trips because he knew how much I loved the business. I was never one of those girly mm-hmm. girls that wanted to go and sit and talk about dresses or go shopping. I was way more interested in business, even as a young child. So what happened is I literally went in with him and we sat around this round table and obviously the men all spoke business. And at some point I wanted to tell what I thought was really important business and and what my opinion was. And what was amazing is that everybody was quiet and they listened to me. And my dad never told me to um, keep quiet. He just totally allowed me to say what I needed to say. So from that experience, I literally learned that I can speak to 
anyone in the world. I can wow. speak to a CEO, I can speak to you, and I can speak to, you know, somebody who's poor in the street. It doesn't matter. Um, I am listened to. And to me, Shannon, there is no better message that we can give our children than doing these little things for them. Because in today's society, it's a big challenge that I notice in my coaching all the time, that people feel they are not heard. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, now I have a couple questions. After after listening to those two stories, you know I have a couple questions right out of the bat. So now, how old were you when you went to these auctions, Renee? Well, I mean, I went to auctions since I was like very, very little, right? I mean, wow. I went three years, four years, because my dad would go to the auctions himself. Okay. Um, later, because he used to have his business open, it was hard for him to go. And the auctioneers knew him so well that pretty much he, he pretty much bought these pianos even before auction started. But mm-hmm. obviously, somebody had to be present. And um, so that's how he got me into going sometimes with the driver. Okay. Were you ever nervous when you were doing the auctions? Like, was it just kind of a thing to do? Or was Renee ever nervous to do it? What was your feeling when you were sitting there in in that room and and doing the bidding? How how were you feeling at that time? I was so proud because, you know, there was never any feeling of nervousness. I felt like an adult. It was very interesting. You know, so people used to call me a 40-year-old in a six-year-old body, but that was truly (laughs) what I was. Uh I think I I must have been an old soul because that's what I love to do. And and you know what is is part of that? Just like I love to talk on a podcast or on stage, I think part of that was um, the fact that you know, I could do something that made a difference. You know, that's that's even today my number one value in my business is making a difference. And here, you know, even though it was just buying a piano, I knew that one day that piano would make a difference in somebody else's life. And it made me feel important. Wow. That is that is amazing. So it seemed like uh, and, and, and you know who Ken Clothier is, who was on a couple of weeks ago. It sounds like you both were similar in the, in the fact that and, and I'm not a parent or anything, is that it seemed like your dad and, and Kent's dad as well kind of empowered you all at, at an early age to be entrepreneurs. And a lot of times you have parents teaching you to go to school and, and going to work. But it seemed like your dad and Ken's father and, and, and some of the other guests I've had on the show where you've had your parents or your parents sh- basically show you entrepreneurship at an early age. And I bet you didn't even know that that was what, what was really happening at the time. I had no idea. But my father went one step further, right? I, I started working with him when I was older um, after university and stuff like that. But he actually asked me to work for a bank for at mm. least one year okay. because not only did he want me to learn entrepreneurship, he wanted me to learn about how a bank goes about making money and doubling, tripling, quadrupling that money. 
So that was a very interesting strategy that my dad had. He wanted to teach us about money. And I mean, we all know, and if you don't, it's really important to read how much money bank makes. Right, uh, because a bank will will you will take your deposits and then lend that out, right? And so that's a way to really create and recreate money. And so I just think my dad was just so incredibly wise. And I would really urge anybody on your show if you have a young child. You know, you don't have to tell them everything behind the scenes. My dad never did. I didn't realize what he was doing until I was way older in life when I realized, wow, you know, what an amazing background that he gave me by teaching me entrepreneurship as well as teaching me and making me go to certain, you know, works like the bank in order to learn even more on another level. Wow, that is amazing. World-famous speaker and business coach Renee Kamstra is my guest here on The Movement, 866-472-5795, if you have any questions for her. All right, so you, you did your time at the bank. What was your next move? Well, <laughs> that was interesting. Then I started working with my dad, and we obviously did tremendously well. Well, it's not obvious, but my dad did very well in business life. That's why, you know, so many bank managers and stuff wanted to talk to him and were sitting with him on a round table because he was incredibly influential in South Africa. And so when, um, when the time came that, um, you know, I wanted to start my own business, um, that's, that's exactly what I did. And I went into some real estate and then obviously coaching and mentoring became my big thing. And so what was very interesting, um, Shannon, was, and I don't know if that would have been the same in America, but in South Africa, if you would even want to become something like a business consultant, it was really something that was meant to be, so to speak, for men. Okay. And so when I started talking about doing that, because obviously I've gone through university, it's not like I had no um, place in the business environment. And I've also studied psychology. So um, I had like a double whammy there. I was really good at doing life coaching, but I grew up in business. That was where my whole passion um, lived, so to speak. Um, so when that happened, I started my practice. And obviously that started small because I really needed to work with smaller clients because it was believed that a woman could never do business coaching. But then um, at that time, my um, husband and I moved to America mm -hmm. and this is the land of opportunity, and it really became the land of opportunity. I started working behind the scenes for other people who did events so that I could really learn the backdoor approach to events and how it would work. And once I did that, I started understanding that and people got to know me and I gave people advice and my coaching practice grew. And when people got to know me, they really wanted to get, uh, to get coached by me. Mm 
And then one day, there was an amazing opportunity. I got called by um, somebody who was working with the Chat Homes, Tony Robbins company, Business Breakthroughs International. Okay. And they interviewed me and I became one of the coaches that worked there. And uh, so I became an executive coach there uh, that was doing um, business breakthroughs for people. And that's what, where my career really st- started taking off with companies. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And then my own company started getting clients like Visa and, um, you know, Core logic and so on. So it's it's amazing that when you are on your path, no matter what, and you just know this is what you're supposed to do, and you do it, and you trust that things will fall into place. That's when things fall into place. So I really don't have any clue where these people came from, but mm. they literally came to me. They mm. found me somehow. Just like you and I found each other. Right. I mean, that was not planned. It just no. happened. Right. Because we both were at the, the same spot in the right place at the right time. And I'm such a believer of that. Amen to that. Um, it seems like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Renee. It seems like that you are very good at just following your intuition and just letting it lead you to where you need to be. It's just from just then it's what first 20 minutes of the show. You've told me about working in a bank and being in an auction. And now you're, you know, you're setting up business consulting and now this and this. It just seemed like it, it doesn't seem like it was just I want to just try things. It just seemed like your intuition said I'm going to move here. Now I'm going to, what is the name of the show? It's called The Movement. So I'm going to move here. Now I'm going to go. It just seemed like you had a great intuition. And obviously your dad's, tr- you know, putting you in positions to learn some things, uh, help, helped you do this. But it just seemed like your intuition, you knew how to use your intuition to your advantage. Is that accurate or would you say something else? Oh my gosh. It is spot on. So, let me explain it even more. Okay. I do believe my intuition put me in every situation where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. However, I was also very clear at what it is that I wanted in my life. You know, I sat down at a very young age. I had no idea how I could achieve it. But what I wanted was literally the following I wanted to make sure that I could sing and be on stage. I wanted to make sure that I would always make a difference no matter where I'm at and that I wouldn't just make a difference in a few individual lives, but I I would make a difference on a big scale. All right. I wanted to make sure that I could incorporate business with, um, personal development, because to me, unless you are going through personal development, you will always sabotage yourself. And this is my belief, because I'm seeing it. I mean, I work with some of the world's biggest leaders, and we all have a tendency to, at some point, sabotage ourselves because we don't know what we don't know. And we don't know what are those little things that are pulling us back, right? And so 
my job is to open up those layers and show you those blind spots so that you can then move past that and um that would then also influence the way you're going to do business. So I always wanted to do that. And another big one is I wanted to travel the world doing all of this. And and I was very clear on those four points, never any hesitation. And I never knew how that could happen because to me, how do you put all that together, Right. But I didn't have to know. All I needed to know was I trust that the universe or God or whatever you want to call it, energy, would conspire and bring it back and package it for me that eventually that would be exactly what I would get. And so... Um, There was never any doubt. You know, if the Bible says, you know, you have faith like a mustard seed, I would really think I probably had faith like an oak seed because I just knew that this was my destiny. I knew it. And there was never, not even an iota of question around that. And so when you come back to the intuition, Basically, what happened is um, my intuition would just lead me to the next step. Or if somebody would reach out to me, I would really ask myself, is this taking me closer to or further from Mm -hmm. my goal or what I really want to achieve? And if it at all felt right, I would say yes. No matter whether I knew how to do it or not, I would say yes, because I knew if it showed up, I will be able to make it work. Because whenever you can conceive an idea, you know that you can actually create something around it. That's something I've really learned over the years. Wow. 866-472-5795. Renee Kamstra, world-famous speaker and coach, is my guest here on The Movement. It's funny because we have a lot of parallels. I think you may have picked up picked up on it in San Diego um, when we, 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 we talked over those few days. And that is me as well, where, I, you know, in the real estate, but business consulting and other things that I do. And you just kind of knew. I just kind of knew. It took a while to get there, Renee. Let me tell you that when I figured out what is it that I really want to do and then how do you put it all together? Because sometimes we, we, we see the end, but we're like, all right, well, how do you start? And sometimes you just have to start. And that was one of my difficulties getting started as a quote unquote solopreneur, um, getting started and, and doing things. And I just remember engaging, talking to you in San Diego. I just found how you were talking to me was like, now this is how I want to be talking to clients that, you know, when I start to get more clients. And I think a lot of times when people hear the words coach, success coach, life coach, whatever you want to get, I think a lot of people shy away from that term from a person. So let me ask you this question. We got about five minutes before the break. And I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Why do you think people, because I've had people tell me this, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with a life coach. I don't want to deal with a success coach. I don't, and see, even some businesses, I don't need a coach. And cause a lot of people think coach as in athletic, physical. And I'm like, no, you, you could, you could use a coach in other areas of your life. 
What do you th- why do you think that when people hear that word coach, especially on a personal level, are I guess turned off by it? I don't know if you've encountered this in your journeys. You know, I'm I'm lucky that I don't necessarily having um, encountered it myself because mm-hmm. I think that um, you know some of the results that I've gotten preceded my name. Mm-hmm. However, I, I have heard this many times. And I can tell you that what I think what is creating the stigma is unless you have really mastered things yourself and you walk your talk, yes. why will others listen to you? And so uh, I would love to tell your audience, if you ever get a coach, it is so incredible to have one. And I have three myself because I'm a human being just like you. I cannot see what I cannot see about myself, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Anybody else can see, okay, this is where she has a hole (laughs) or -hmm. this is where she really needs a little bit of help. Right. And for that reason, you always want to coach that can look at you without judgment and that's not telling you what to do, but that is asking you the question so that you can answer from within yourself. And I think um, if, if you are that type of a coach, you will never have that trouble. It's well, very interesting that I'm saying that, right? So yes, what yes. I'm really saying to you is if you never judge and it's not about what it is you want your clients to do or say or experience, but it's always about what it is that they need to go through, what they choose to do, all you do is you ask the questions to help them change perspective or to see it in a new light that's when you as a coach are successful and when you will not get those type of um, setbacks, so to speak. So and I'm, I'm not talking about you, Shannon. I'm talking right. about general. Right, right. I had one person, um, this is maybe a, a year or so ago, Renee, where they were saying uh, they, had, they had saw one of my Motivational Minute videos and they reached out to me on Instagram and we had a conversation. And he basically said, he said, well, I don't know if I really want to, I guess, show my walls to a, a complete stranger. Uh, like, I don't want to sh- like show them what's behind the doors and things of that nature. So I don't know why I would need a coach. And, and he went on and on and on and on. And then I said to him, do you think you can improve? That's all I said to him. And he says, said, well, I can. I said, and how are you going to do that? And he didn't have an answer. And then I said, so, and he started laughing. He says, I think I better get a coach, huh? And it was so funny because he was actually talking himself through the things that he was going through. You know, there was some personal, there was some business things. And sometimes, and like you said, he even said that what you just said about two minutes ago, he was sabotaging himself. And sometimes he would talk right? himself out of, yes, he would talk himself out of things. He said no to about 90% of everything. And so my follow-up question, I said, so if you're saying 90% of no to everything, so that 10%, is that working out for you? And he laughed again. He says, oh my God, I didn't realize <laughs> I was doing that. And, 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 but you, but again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because when you and I were talking to San Diego, I was doing the same exact thing when you were sitting there questioning me and I'm sitting there like, 
Oh my God, she's right. But but you did it in a way where you're not like you said, not judging. You're just kind of just mm-hmm. like, okay, you just told me this, right? Why are you telling me this? And you mm-hmm. just and, and I think people's perceptions, not everybody's, but a lot of people's perception of coaching is they're there to judge you and tear you down and say you're worthless. Well, are you kidding me? That's not what they're for. They are there to help you and realize that the answers are within you. And they're they're not there. And if they're there to, to to tear you down and whatever, then I can't say they're a bad or a good coach, but uh, you know that might not be for you. But um, I, I I was doing the same exact thing that that other guy was doing. So I found that very very interesting. And so the interesting part of that is that most people live a life that they think others will respect them by. Yes. Instead of living authentically and just be who you are. Isn't that interesting that he told you, why would I tell you what is behind the walls? Yes. Which means I am living a total inauthentic life. I'm not showing anybody who am I. Right. Right. And that was very interesting. And um, and it was a very interesting call. And I had him for about about six months and it was it was it was a great experience. So uh, but I just but when I was talking to you in San Diego, I said, man, I'm doing the same thing I was doing with him. But but you're right. The best coaches also have coaches as well. And and if you admit that you are, um, I wouldn't say flawed, but you're like, look, look, I need coaches too. Michael Jordan, one, the greatest basketball player of all time, has a, has a coach, too. I think people think that, you know, People don't need coaches, and I just think it's a. I just think sometimes people's perception of it is is a little jaded because they not know what the what the purpose of a coach can be in your life. So um, I really appreciate you talking about that, Renee. We are up against a break, but when we come back, I want to talk more about you know your travels. You know the the, the what twenty nine different countries you've 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 done gone to uh your coach where you've done your, some of the works you've done with tony robbins and things of that nature and, and then i want to touch on a a bit of a subject with you as well about uh your suicide attempt as well if we can get into that as well uh let me give out the toll free number as well 866-472-5795 international 001-480-398-1405 you can email renee and myself here at the moment shannon at shannon d hughes the movement.com that's shannon at Shannon D. Hughes the movement.com. We will be right back with world famous speaker, coach, entrepreneur, and just all superwoman herself, Renee Campster, right here on the movement. We'll be right back right after this. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. If your life needs some structure and direction, you may need a life coach. Interested? Contact Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com for a free 30-minute consultation. Trying to find a buyer for your home? Tired of paying fees and commissions? Need to get out of your home quickly with no fuss? Real market experts can help. Get a cash offer on your home today. Our nationwide network of investors will ensure you receive the best price for your home in Chicago and the Chicagoland area. Get started now. Call 1-800-SELL-NOW or 708-887-0795. You can also visit our website at realmarketexperts.com il. Is your credit card processor for your business charging you high processing rates? 
Do you need an upgrade of your current credit card processing terminal and would like it for free? Let North American Bank Card lower those processing rates and qualify you for a free brand new credit card processing terminal. Call Shannon for a free statement analysis, 708-887-0795 or email Shannon at sdhughesenterprises at gmail.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to The Movement. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, or if you are looking to be a sponsor for The Movement, contact the show via email to shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. That's shannon at shannondhughes-themovement.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, if you would like to be a sponsor to the movement or you have questions or comments for the show, you can go to Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. That's Shannon at Shannon D. Hughes-TheMovement.com. Or you can go to VoiceAmerica.com, type in the movement in the search bar. You'll see my big old lovely little face there and hit email host and it will get to me and my wonderful producer. And if you have any questions or comments or like I said, want to sponsor the show, you can do that as well. 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795 is the toll free number for my guest, my friend, my new friend. It is a a top executive speaker, coach, business consultant, and just world traveler, as I would love to, I want to call her Renee Kamster, is my guest here on the show. All right. Now, 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 I know during the break you talked about that you played piano as well. I want to talk about that at the back end of the interview, but that, that I'm, I'm just so jealous now. But uh, let's get a little deeper here. Uh, I mentioned briefly before the break that you had a, uh, there was at, at some point in your life, there was a suicide attempt that you uh, went through. Take me through the events that led up to that and you know, just how how it kind of, you know, did not happen. And was there something, just take me through that whole series of events, if you don't mind, Renee. Okay. So, um, obviously, a suicide attempt comes when you are in the deepest, deepest despair. And so what happened was um, I had two young children and I lost my husband. And at that time, I just really, truly did not know how I would be able to live without him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it was really tough. Luckily, I had an amazing friend that was always kind of tuning in with me somehow. So her intuition was very spot on. And so one morning when I actually went into the car with my two children because I just didn't see a way out mm-hmm. was when she had the inspiration that she really needed to come to my home immediately. And she literally went and found us in the garage, in the car. And luckily, obviously, we are all still alive, right? Mm -hmm. And so what was very interesting is at that moment, she asked me, Renee, um, I need you to speak to my priest. Now, I am not Catholic, but I decided, okay, I am absolutely going to do that. So I went to her priest and he asked me a very interesting question. He said to me, Renee, what is the one thing that you love to do most? 
And I told him that I absolutely love to sing. But not only do I sing, I have perfect pitch. And if I look at sheet music, I can read the music. I hear it in my head and I can sing it immediately. And so, uh, very interesting, two weeks later, he called me and he said, Renee, is that truly what you can do? Because... A few hours ago, our lead singer passed away, and we need somebody for the service on Saturday. Mm. And so I went and I did the service that Saturday. That created almost like a job for me, Shannon. Um, They had me do a lot of services for them, and within six months, that same priest was actually asked to go and do a service for the uh, Jubileum Festival in Rome for Pope John Paul. And he took me along as the lead singer for his service. Wow. And so I, get to, I got to sing in the Vatican in the oh. year 2000. And that's all because of these incidences, right? And so then I came back, and as I landed, that same girlfriend of mine, and I have, I, I'm even having a frog in my throat right now. Mm-hmm. She came, and she, get, she got me at the airport, and she's like, Renee, I need you to do an audition tonight. I just have a feeling around this. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I am so tired. There's an eight-hour time difference. Um, You know, so, okay, because it's you, if I can get a pianist for tonight, I will do it. If I can't, we are not going to do it. Right. So, I'm trying to be a wise guy here, right? And so, I phoned somebody (laughs) who plays in Carnegie Hall and in Lincoln Center. And the first person I call says yes. (laughs) <laughs> so I go to this audition, right? Uh-huh. And it was for gospel singing. Very interesting. Now, mm-hmm. coming from South Africa, I truly did not know what it meant to be a gospel singer. Right. To me, it meant church music. So I went and I actually auditioned with Ave Maria. So they listened, and they obviously loved it enough that they asked me, okay, can you actually sing things like Amazing Grace? And I said, sure, but I don't know the words because English is my third language. So I, I sang in Afrikaans and in Dutch and stuff like that. So they fed me the words I sang, and they would ask me, but can you go a little bit up and down? I'm like, yeah, just tell me where I need to go up or where you want me to go down. Still not knowing, you know, the way that gospel works. Long story short, I was chosen to sing a solo, um, and the solo was Amen, right, together with Mahalia Jackson. And so she was the one who did all the beautiful ups and downs, and I was the one who just did the melody. And and I was part of the McDonald's gospel group, and we actually won an Emmy in 2001. And I was the only true African-American in the group. Wow. (laughs) And I was also the only white African-American in the group. (laughs) So it's amazing how suicide led to, or a suicide attempt led to singing in the Vatican and winning an Emmy Award. 
So I really want to put this on everybody's hearts. What you really, what you think could be the devil or the worst experience or anything that you experienced in life mm-hmm. can actually turn out to be the most wonderful thing that can change everything for you. Mm. Wow. Wow, my goodness. Uh, business coach, uh, pianist, and gospel singer, and my a new African-American friend, <laughs> Renee Kempstra, is my <laughs> guest here on The Movement, 866-472-5795. Oh, Renee, we have a caller on the line. Do you mind if I bring them in? I'd love it. All right, caller, I believe her name is Izzy. Izzy, are you there? Hi, yes, this is Izzy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm pretty good. Well, welcome to the movement. What do you have a question or comment for the show? Thank you. Yes, I do. Um, I was calling be- earlier. You were talking about messages of self-sabotage, and I often find myself second-guessing myself and giving in to self-doubts. How do you overcome those? I'm sure that many people do, but um, I always find myself stumped on how to overcome those messages. Renee? Well, you know, that is interesting because it's a question that I often get. And what I understand and what I am very certain about is that it's many times the one part of your brain that is talking to you and and that is telling you, I'm never good enough. How can I do it? And the other part of your brain knows or your gut knows that what you are doing is good. And so what are, who are you going to li- listen to? Mm-hmm. Are you going to listen to that part of you that is doubting? Or are you going to listen to that part of you that know who you are and what you can truly bring to this world? Because I promise you one thing, we all have that. We all have that little voice. And it is the successful people that decide that they become the boss of their lives versus allowing that little negative voice um, in and making the decisions for them. So what I do is when I have this little voice talking to me, I literally, Mm -hmm. and I mean literally, will go and I will do jumping jacks. (laughs) I will literally (laughs) walk out of an audience if I need to. I will go do jumping jacks. And in that moment, what I will do is I will tell myself I love myself just the way I am. And it's very interesting when I say that and I say it loud, what it does is it changes the focus. It takes the focus away from me. Because what I want for you to really realize is when those doubt moments come, it's all about us. Yes. It is the ego that wants to take us back to the prime stages of just survival. Right. Whereas if we actually focus and take the focus away from that and focus on something beautiful, like, okay, I love myself just the way I am, that includes that little voice. And now whenever we speak to anybody else or we look at something that somebody is asking us or we are trying to help somebody else, if we focus on that task 
it takes us away from us. And when it takes you away from your own ego, that's when you win because that's when you move forward and do it despite any of those voices. And Izzy, is that, if I'm um, going to add just a little bit. Is that answering the question, Izzy? Yes, Izzy. Yes, and I want to just I add heard, just heard. really quick, Izzy. Um, when I was uh-huh. in San Diego, I was doing the same thing to the question that you asked her. Um, Renee was kind of talking to me. So, like, why are you doing this? I was self, I was, I had some self-doubt. And and I'm like, well, now, wait a minute. I got on this plane. I came all the way out here. And I have some opportunities in front of me. And I was kind of doing the same thing. And I'm a pretty positive, you know, just you know, go handle your business type person. But, but for some reason, uh-huh. I don't know what it was, Izzy. I was having that moment. <laughs> and thank God my new friend Renee was there like, okay, like what's going on here? And she started probing me. I'm like, okay, enough. So it, it, I think at the end of the day, we're all human. And you just, and so for me, what I'll do is like, if I make a, a decision that I think I could, I could have made a better decision on like why I said no to something, I'll write down on a sticky pad, why did I do that? And I'll just look at it and I'll start thinking about it. And I'll just like, oh, you know what? Shouldn't have done that. Or ego got in the way, whatever it is. But I think, you know, us, all of us being human, you know, you know, you have to, you know, you have to know that you are meant for something. And self-doubt is a part of the process. But I am not going to let self-doubt defeat me as well. Um, that's why I was thank I was thankful for Renee for being there to talk me through it because I think I was going to do something really, really, really silly. But I think <laughs> a lot of times when you, I think a lot of times people take that self doubt because the mind is very cynical. It's going to try to talk you out of stuff. When if you take yeah. a deep breath and say, hey, "Why did I start to begin with?" And one of my one of my mantras is, "If I quit now, then I wasted a whole lot of time." to this point because now I never really wanted it. So when I get to those points, I'll say, well, why did you start Shannon? Now, this is, I'm not saying that this is what everybody should say to themselves, but I always ask myself, why did I start? And then I will then follow it through. But that was a very great question. I think a lot of people are afraid to ask that question. And I would love to even add to what you were just saying, Shannon. Thank you for that. Um, You know, this morning, I was thinking, oh, my goodness, is there anything that I can contribute to this show, right? Self-doubt. And then I immediately had to ask myself a different question, and that is, you know, what is it that I need to focus on in order to really make a difference? Not why am I thinking that, but what is it that I need to focus on? And that immediately took me back. I need to focus on Shannon. I need to focus on everybody that's listening. I need to focus on Easy because that's where I can make a difference. And so that totally took the fear out of my body and put me back into a place of this is where I can contribute versus who am I and, and, you know, what is it that I can contribute? Because if you go to that space, you know, nobody knows everything. Mm-hmm. But we are here and if we are truly listening and hearing, we will always be able to move forward. Izzy, I don't know if she could have said it any better than that. And uh, thank you for calling in and and, uh, asking that question. I really appreciate you joining the movement today. 
That's great. I really appreciate the answers. I'm, I'm going to take that to heart. All right. Thank you, Easy. You have a good day. I appreciate it. All right. You have a good day, too. Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, Renee, that, that's, this, is, this is why I love you, Renee. 866-472-5795. And we have about, oh, about seven minutes left in the show. Um, I want to talk really quickly about just, you know, some of the things. I mean, I know you, you're author. You're, uh, I know you're a host of the show. Can you just give us some uh, background on a lot of that stuff as well? Give us, give us some uh, details on that, Renee. Um, on, on my entrepreneurship and stuff? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, obviously I, I started telling you about the fact that, um, you know, I do business coaching and business consulting, and I have a company that uh, we have, and it's called Win in Communication, because one of the things that I've noticed is in all my years of being on stage, the one thing that most people don't necessarily know is how do we listen? And from listening is where everything is done. It's very interesting. People are so hungry to talk and to communicate that they forget that unless I know what people want and need, how can I sell to them? Unless I understand how to listen, which doesn't necessarily just mean listening to words, right? Right. 93% of communication is literally body language and intonation. Only 7% is the words. Hmm. And so that's when I realized this is a big need. And I am going to combine all of that. So I have a company called Win in Communication. And with that, uh, you know, we have courses that is going about, you know, how do you use body language in order to interview people? Um, Or how do you use body language and look at body language in order to be able to close more deals or to know when somebody is in front of you and they are not telling you the truth at that moment, right? Or they are actually coming to the table and their energy is such that you might have um, the willingness to talk to them, but they are sitting there and they really do not want to be there. Right. How can you tell that and how can you actually turn that around? So that's what I do um, pretty much all over the world. So people will invite me to come and close seven or $80 million, um, uh, million dollar deals because I will literally look at body language. I don't need to necessarily know too much about the product, but I need to know what people are feeling and where do they have concerns. And if I can see that happening in that moment in body language, I can immediately address that. So, um, you know, I'm going to give you a small little example. If you are sitting, um, you know, and we are talking to each other and I see that there's a little bit of a foot movement either to the back or to the side, in that moment, I know that something is urging you to want to walk away and you will even show me the direction you want to go into, which tells me either... I lost you in that moment or, you know, there's something else that's come up for you that wants you to not be there. And then I can address it immediately. 
And so, um, so that's what brought me into it. And obviously, all my experiences that, you know, took me on highs and lows, it, it totally brought me to a place where I knew without a doubt that even if you do business, it's mm-hmm. the mindset that is number one that I need to address. Yes. So in my coaching business, I address mindset, I would say about 80% of the time and 20% of the time I will do um, techniques. But where I coach is some of these techniques in order for you to, um, to do what I do so that mm-hmm. communication just becomes so much better and easier. I love it. I love it. All right, Renee, we have about two minutes left in the show. I would love for you to tell people where they can, you know, reach out to you and, and get a hold of you. And then I would love for you to leave uh, uh, just a message to my audience before we close out the show. Can you do that for me? Absolutely. So you can always reach me at Renee with one E at Renee Camstra with an M dot com. And I have two websites. It's ReneeCamstra.com, or you can also go to WinInCommunication.com um, or WinInCommunications.com. So these are three places. And obviously, please connect to me on Facebook or on Instagram. You know, I have new posts every day, uh, and it's Renee Camstra, obviously. But what I want to tell you is no matter what situation you are in, I promise you one thing. If you can separate the message from the messenger, so whatever somebody tells you, if you can separate the message from the messenger, you can totally do anything in your life because you have the power to override everything. You can find the strength within you. And I know I know that you will go places. So never doubt yourself or never listen to others if they are not fire lighters for you. Because, and I'm not talking about firefighters that do good, but those people that are fighting your fire because they don't believe in you, turn the other way and Mm -hmm. just go after what it is you want because you can do it. And that is how you put a bow on this show. ReneeCamster.com is the website. Uh, we, will, we, we, we will put all that information up, uh, Renee, when the show is ready for replay later this evening. Renee, thank you for starting your movement, even though you didn't know you were doing it at the time. And thank you for coming on the movement today and sharing the movement that, that needs to happen, not only within ourselves, but in the world today. Uh, it was such an honor and pleasure to meet you. And one of my, one of my goals is to one day to be 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 out there with you one day just to watch you work or maybe even share a stage with you. I just really appreciate who you are as a human being. You have my total and utmost respect. Thank you for joining the show today. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you very much. That is it for the movement. The movement is going to take a bit of a break. We're going to be gone for a little bit, but I will announce when we will return. But just remember, there are 175 days left in 2019. You heard Renee's movement. You've heard mine for over a year and a half. What are you waiting for? Get started on yours. I love you guys, and there's nothing you can do about it. See you all next time. Thank you for joining us for The Movement. 
Your host, Shannon D. Hughes, invites you to tune in again for another edition next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.